1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com slash
0: awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com. This podcast contains description of violence and a few F-bombs are dropped normally by me. Therefore, it's not suitable for children. I'm criminologist Ann McMahon and welcome to Stalking Australia. In this episode, we talk to Scott. Normally, when we think of stalking victims, we think of females being stalked by an ex-male partner. Scott has been stalked for 20 years by a woman he has never had a relationship with. It's the most bizarre story ever. Hi, Scott. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: No worries, Anne.
0: Let's get started, Scott. Where were you in your life when you met your stalker?
1: It was the year two thousand. I was studying at ANU, and I was working at, at a nightclub in Canberra. Yeah, because that's what uni students do. My stalker started out just as a customer, and she approached me and told me that she'd lost her phone and could I call it so that she could find her phone? And it's like. Yeah, no worries at all. And that way she got my phone number. <laughs> she hadn't lost her phone. It was, um, she just used that as a ruse to get my phone number.
0: Right.
1: I didn't think anything of it. But the next day I got a message saying, you yeah, know, thank you for helping me to find my phone. I'm like, yeah, no worries. After that, she started with, what are you doing? and just sending me messages all the time, every half an hour. That wasn't too bad. Then I turned up at work one day and there were some flowers and a stuffed toy sitting on my desk. I'm like, okay, that's weird. There was no card. There there wasn't anything. And it was one of the seven dwarfs. Hmm. I forget which one she sent first. But every day afterwards, there was one of the seven dwarfs sitting on my desk. Every day? Every day, yes. I found out afterwards that she worked for a florist. And what she would do is just turn around, go to the reception at my work and um, say, yeah, I have a delivery for Scott." And they would just put it on the desk. So I ended up getting every one of the seven dwarves in various sizes, (laughs) thinking someone's just taking the mickey out of me.
0: Right. I mean, what relevance has the seven dwarves got to anything?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I worked with bouncers that were giants. So I was thinking maybe one of them was making fun of me or something like that. Yeah, I had no idea. I actually went through the video footage and I saw my stalker delivering it. Did and you I recognize her,
0: her from the night that she asked yeah. your number? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I asked her, what's all this about? And she goes, Oh, I'm just a delivery person, it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> it's like, okay, no worries. So no harm, no foul, odd, <laughs> very odd yeah. behavior. I didn't think anything about it. At the time, I was engaged. And she was also a, a uni student. She got confronted by my stalker in the female toilets of the club that I worked in. Right. And she turned around and said, You know, I slept with Scott. Mm. I think you should know about this. So I got confronted by my then fiance. I bet of, you did. <laughs> yeah. As, How can you do this to me? Mm. I had no idea. <laughs> And I was at work, and I was like, um, who are you talking about? And in this particular club, I think the limit was like 750 people, something <laughs> like that. So I'm looking at a crowd of people. Obviously, she wasn't there. And I'm trying to get my fiancé to point them out. I was mm. like, who is this? When did this actually happen? And, yeah, she did a runner. But the amount of conflict that it started... Between myself and my then fiance was ridiculous.
0: How long did it take you to convince her that it was all bullshit?
1: Uh, about four nights yeah. uh, steak dinner, a lot of roses <laughs> yeah, right. and a lot of apologies <laughs> yeah
0: that's so unfair for, uh,
1: yeah, for something that I hadn't done yeah for someone that I'd had no contact with whatsoever. Just bizarre. Yeah, after that, after getting all the seven dwarfs times three because they come in three different sizes. Oh, goodness.
0: (laughs) So how long, what time frame are we talking about here, Scott, roughly like weeks,
1: months? Yeah, it would have ended up being over a month. Right. In the meantime, I was getting messages from her saying, you know, what are you doing? Do you want to meet for coffee and things like that? And I was like, yeah, sorry, busy, studying.
0: Mm. Did she ever send sexually explicit messages? No. No.
1: No. It's Just kind not of all.
0: friendly. Can we have a coffee? Yeah, there uh, you go. I want you to do and that type of thing.
1: Yeah. Purely uh, platonic. Right. Um, yeah. Meet for coffee or have you had lunch? Just really weird kind of messages.
0: Nothing aggressive?
1: No. Not okay. at all.
0: Yeah. Okay. Then what happens?
1: Then she escalated things. She went to my fiance at work and pulled out a, an axe or a tomahawk. Or, what? Yeah, and told her that she was going to um, to fix her. Good. So God. naturally, my fiance called the police, but she was gone. At that time, there was no CCTV yeah. footage or anything like that. So it was done and dusted. The police turned up. They did their job, couldn't find her, and uh, carried on.
0: Did you know her name or her address at that time?
1: I knew her name,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I give her a really derogative name as Psycho Sarah. <laughs>
0: So, the police don't do anything about that assault, no. or well, no. an assault. No. I think it is an assault, no. even if you don't actually hit the person.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Quite a few laws were breached there, but yeah, they didn't do anything about it. They just let it go. Huh. Went, all right. Again, I copped it from the fiance that obviously I've had some kind of contact with her because no normal person does this kind of thing.
0: Well, that's exactly right. And I've got to say, if I was your fiancé, I would be saying, come on, Scott, there's no smoke without fire. Why is this woman (laughs) coming to me at work with an axe threatening me if you guys have never had a relationship? I would just think that was just bullshit. So I can see where she's coming from totally.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm. I agree. But (laughs) I'm I'm like, I don't know who this person is. It's She's crazy. a customer. She's one of 1,500 people that walk in and out the door. Right. As far as I'm concerned, even though the capacity was 750, but obviously people come in and out. And, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm like, honest to God, I have not touched her. I haven't spoken to her. There was no reason for it whatsoever. After the confrontation with the Tomahawk, when she came down to the club, I said, you yeah, what are you doing? What was that about? And she pretended that she didn't know me mm. and just went into the club, did her thing. <laughs>
0: it's
1: like, okay, well, hopefully it's all over and done with. Which Why are you letting her in the club? Would. I would have barred her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in hindsight, <laughs> I should have. <laughs> but oh, I didn't realise that it was going to turn into the nightmare that it's right. turned into. of course you
0: didn't, yeah.
1: Yeah. In hindsight, that would have actually been the best thing. I don't know if that would have resolved it Mm. or not, but uh, yeah.
0: So she took a tomahawk to your fiancé. What's next?
1: The next thing of significance Mm -hmm. was she climbed the garage and looked in the bedroom that my fiancé and I were at.
0: Oh, God.
1: And we actually thought that it was a possum or something like that mm. until I looked into the window and could see her face. Oh. And she was that particular building was a two story uh, building, so she had to get up into the garage to look in.
0: She's standing in the garage roof, looking into your bedroom window.
1: Yeah, oh, and terrifying. we didn't have blinds. We didn't have blinds down because it's two stories.
0: Yeah. You're not thinking
1: you're going to need them. Yeah. It was like a flash. But I saw her. Mm. We stared at each other. My fiancé called the police and, again, nothing happened. Yeah, they had a look around and it's like, oh, yeah, you'll be right. It's like, okay, thanks, mate.
0: (laughs) Mm, Thanks for nothing.
1: Yeah. Eventually my, my relationship broke down with that particular girl.
0: I don't doubt it. It'd be like, come on, she's uh, sending you dwarfs, she's turning up at my work with a tomahawk, she's staring in her bedroom window, you're telling me there's, like you don't, because you wouldn't believe that any normal person would do that. You just wouldn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't believe it either. (laughs) If someone told me, I'd just laugh at them. That's
0: right. Yeah. Think I'm yeah. stupid, mate.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> For real? Uh, yeah. Nah, doesn't happen. You exactly. must have slept with her. Exactly. After all of that, in a 6 months period, it all died down. Hmm. Didn't hear from her, didn't see from her. I don't know what she was doing because I have no contact with her. Yeah. To me, she's a complete stranger. One day, it would have been just after Christmas, In 2001, Mm -hmm. because we had the staff Christmas party. I had a couple of drinks. I walked home because I was close to the place, as you do, being a responsible person. Yeah, I walked home. (laughs) When I got home, there was an electrician there and he's like, hey, mate, how are you? I went, yeah, I'm fine.
0: What time of night is this, Uh, Scott?
1: It was about. 7, 7.30 p.m.? Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. I'll just never known electrician's to work
1: those hours, but go on. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, oh, I'm here to um, check up on your power problem or something like that. And it's like, like, uh, mate, you must have the wrong address.
0: Mm.
1: And he's like, okay, no worries. Going through his notes and it's like, oh, yeah, number nine. It's like, yeah, but I've been out all day. I haven't called an electrician. It's like, okay, no worries. He jumps in his car. That's fine. About 10 minutes later, I had a Chinese food delivery (laughs) at my door. And, yeah, this is pre-Uber Eats where you pay for it beforehand. And they're like, here's your food. And it's like, mate, I didn't order any food, so you must have the wrong address. And it's like... Oh, okay. No worries. Here he goes. off. Five minutes after that, pizza delivery. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, I haven't ordered any pizza.
0: <laughs> I did an yep. episode a couple of days ago with um, Sharon, and Sharon had exactly the same thing. She had um, pizza delivery, Chinese delivery, an ambulance, and police all called her, house all at the same time. So that's something I hadn't heard of before. So that's really interesting that these two people are doing the same thing. It's obviously just to inconvenience you as much as possible.
1: Yeah, well, I had the police, ambulance and um, fire brigade all on that same night.
0: Goodness, there you go.
1: And I had a really belligerent plumber that was (laughs) insisting that I had to pay him $175 for his (laughs) call-out. If it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't so so crazy, couldn't,
0: it's just laughable.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, what is going on?
0: So I wonder what's uh, happened in that six-month period that she's stopped. I wonder what's kicked her off again.
1: Yeah, I, I really don't know.
0: Mm. Could she have been in prison yeah. or a mental ho- hospital or something?
1: Uh, you would think so, but... Mm. Um, that would be something that you just put down to, oh, well, it happened. But remember, this is back in the 2000s. We're now in 2020. Mm. So it's 20 years that I've put up with her.
0: That is just, uh, that's, sorry, yeah. that rage is boiling. That is just fucking ridiculous. 20 years of your life. Why are people, yeah. why are they allowed to do this to other people? How how dare they? You know, who do they think they are? So what happened after the pizzas and whatever? Was there any other major incidents?
1: Luckily, the police were still there when the plumber turned up, <laughs> <laughs> the, the belligerent plumber that insisted <laughs> on getting his money. He, he was...
0: Good <laughs> luck with that, mate.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're going like, I didn't call you. and yeah. The police stepped in and it's like, mate, someone's pulling a prank or, or something when... We're not too sure what's going on, but he didn't call you. And he's like, Oh, no, I want my money. (laughs) It's like, you're not getting your money. (laughs) Just go away. (laughs) Mm. Everything settled down after that for a while. I changed jobs. And then I noticed someone was following me from work every time I left.
0: By car.
1: Uh, By car. Right. And I thought I was getting paranoid because of everything that has happened. But yeah, yeah, every shift that I did at this other place, I noticed there was a car following me and it would park up the road. Again, it's just a coincidence. Mm. But then when I was doing other shifts, because I was still studying at uni at the time, they would just appear behind me. And where I lived was not a busy area that, there was a lot of traffic, so right. it became really noticeable. Yeah, obvious. Yeah. In the end, I called up the police and said, I think someone's following me. They thought I was being paranoid, but they went and checked and they talked to the guy. Oh, it's a guy. A private, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was a private investigator that Psycho oh. Sarah had hired.
0: Oh, so I thought you meant she was following you. That's even worse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So the police came back to me and they went, oh, he's a private investigator. And I'm like, what's he investigating? And it's like, we don't know. We're just letting you know that's what he's doing. It's like, okay.
0: Well, That's interesting because I've got a private investigator's license and I know that if you are in the police's certain jurisdiction. Yeah, you have to
1: let them Exactly. Yeah, you have to let them know. Exactly.
0: You have to let the police yeah. know why you're there, before you're there, to stop them coming up and blowing your cover, basically.
1: Yeah, I found that out afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but, right. But, yeah, you're supposed to let them know that's where you're going to be. Yep. I confronted him and he said that he was hired by my ex-wife and at that stage I hadn't been married.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, hang on, you left eh, a big chunk of your life there. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: oh goodness and why as, didn't he do his um, research before he started following you
1: i have no idea it's mm. like, that's a question that i should have asked him yeah you I'm can't thinking, just take people um, at their word
0: you gotta you yeah. gotta make sure they're legit
1: yeah i'm looking at him going um mate i've never been married <laughs> what are you talking about and he's like Yeah, that's what they all say. Mm. Something something along those lines of like, yeah, you're full of shit. Yeah,
0: right.
1: I don't care. I'm doing my job. I found your address.
0: Yeah, he's getting paid, Uh, mate. That's
1: it. In the end, I called the cops again because I thought that was the best way to go about it. It It's like the cops tell him you've got the wrong guy or I don't know what I was thinking. I was just like spinning. At the time, mm. it's like, oh, when is this going to end? What
0: year are we know? We're we still in two thousand and one.
1: Yeah, that would have been in two thousand and one. Goodness,
0: were you ever scared for your life at any point?
1: Over time, I'd have to say yes. Yeah. At first, I thought it was just really odd, and a lot of people used to laugh at me. Right. When I would describe what had happened particularly males, they'd be there going like, oh yeah, don't worry about
0: it. You should be flattered, mate. You got this chick following you around.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Mm. Yeah, see, that's that's why I mean women have it hard enough, being victims of stalking. But because you're a bloke, it's like, oh well, mate, what's she gonna do to you? You're a big you're a big strong bloke, get over it type of thing. And people don't realise the yeah. psychological terror that everyone goes through you don't have to be a male or female you know it's just someone takes over your life and you have no control over it that's what the scary thing is you have no control
1: yeah 100 percent. and in my case it was like we had no interaction whatsoever right yeah except for like customer contact that was it yeah in a way I could understand if I tried to pick her up or something like that or even if it was like a one-night stand yeah
0: (laughs) it was a bunny boiler (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. normally we think of a victim being stalked as an ex you know you've had a relationship one breaks up yeah the other one wants to get back it's unrequited love they can't deal with it so they just you know they try and be a menace but in your case scott it's that's just so weird you had no relationship with her so where's this all. obsession from? It's intriguing.
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, I've got a face for radio. <laughs> it's not as if not as if I'm like a, an Adonis. Right. <laughs> but right. Yeah, you just fall in love with me. Right. It's, you know, far from it, <laughs> and yeah, no interaction. Just like a hello. How are you? Can you Check can you ring, ring my
0: phone, please?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what happened in the night when she broke into your house? What year was that?
1: I think that was 2010.
0: Good God. Ten years on. It's just, yeah. it's just crazy.
1: And, what happened that night, uh,
0: Scott?
1: She got into my apartment. I don't know how she did. And it was a different address from the others. And um, she just jumped on me and started punching me in the face.
0: You're in bed at this point. Yep. Asleep.
1: Well and truly asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had no idea what was going on. I woke up. I reacted by putting her in a chokehold, and then when I saw it was well, I had had absolutely no idea what was going on.
0: You wouldn't. You're fast asleep. How terrifying. Yeah.
1: And then I've let her go and just sent her out, out the door. I think I gave her a kick up the ass.
0: <laughs> I think that's I might have
1: Yeah, and I was scratching my head of like, what the hell just happened there?
0: yeah. yeah. And, you know for yourself um, if you wake up with a noise in the house. You get a fright, you know, and it it takes your brain a couple of seconds when you're coming out of sleep to go, what was that? What was that noise? But you've got someone on top (laughs) of you pummeling you. You're waking up and it's happening. Oh, good God, that sounds terrifying.
1: Yeah, oh, it was. And exactly what you said. I was sort of like trying to wake up, shaking my head, going, did that just happen? Yeah, right. And then I looked at the rest of my place and she trashed it no. And I found out where she entered from the screen door, which I thought was secure, but obviously it wasn't.
0: What, it was a security screen, not a fly screen?
1: Oh, no, glass doors. Oh. Uh, yeah, locked. but I thought it was, but obviously mm. it wasn't. Would have had to have jumped over the courtyard to get into it, and the courtyard had a gate, and, and that was locked. Uh, but, yeah, I was just like...
0: She's climbing on garbage roofs and climbing over fences as she fit. Yeah, I was
1: was just like, what is happening here? (laughs) And about five minutes later, the police knocked on the door.
0: You haven't rung them yet?
1: No, no, because I was was still muddled. I had no idea what was going on. I looked through the peephole and saw it was police, and it's like, oh well. Maybe one of the neighbours has called them or something like that. Good response time. Mm. And she was standing behind them. And they went, oh, yeah, we need to talk to you for a minute. I went, yeah, no worries. I went off into the courtyard area, talking to one officer. Obviously, she was talking to another one. I wasn't aware of the time. And it's like, oh, you've had a domestic dispute or oh. Or some crap like that. And it's like, mate, I don't even know her. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to take her to a friend's place and you're not allowed to contact her for the next 48 hours or some some ridiculous thing Ooh. like that. And it's like, mate, she broke into my place. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, we'll just leave it as it is. Is <laughs> like,
0: a domestic powers- uh, just. Yeah. Could you imagine if it was vice versa? If yeah, you had broken into been... a woman's house and lay on top of her and pummeled her and the police came, you would be whisked off.
1: I've actually thought about that so many times. Yep. That looking back at the situation, <laughs> it's like, okay, so someone breaks into my place, beats me up while I'm asleep, But now I have to um, respect her privacy. I was like, yeah, if I, vice versa, I'd be locked up.
0: Absolutely. No doubt in my mind.
1: Yeah.
0: You would have been thrown to the floor, handcuffed and taken off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And justifiably. Yeah. Right. Nothing else happened after that. So I was like, oh, well.
0: Do you mean nothing else happened with her or nothing else happened with the police? Both. You didn't see her again?
1: Not for a while. Um, Yeah, there was no police interaction at all. After that, I just made sure every night that I went into my house. Everything's locked.
0: So did you, apart from that, did you ever go to the police and make an official complaint?
1: No, not at that stage.
0: Okay, but you have since?
1: Well, it's been... 20 years, so yes, <laughs> you reach reached a point.
0: <laughs> yeah, tell us about that, Scott. When did you first go to the police and what was their reaction to you?
1: I didn't actually go to the police. They came to me. Right. It was something really petty. Sorry, I can't recall it off the top of my head what it was. But I just told the poor cops the full story.
0: Is this when you were walking with a kebab?
1: No, no, that was only... That was only three weeks ago.
0: All right. Goodness.
1: <laughs> yeah. This was still in, um, in Canberra.
0: And have you, have you moved because of her?
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The first time that I went to the police, it was a, it was a young constable and he was just looking at me going, like, you should sort this out yourself.
0: Hmm.
1: And it's like, mate, I'm just sick of her turning up in my life, doing this, that and the other. The reason why I went there, she told my partner at the time that she was pregnant with my kid. Oh. Again, that caused massive dramas. And it's like I have not even really spoken to this person. I have no idea why she's doing it. This and, woman's got uh, mental
0: issues. I have no idea. She must have mental issues.
1: Yeah, um, I've been told that she had a chemical imbalance, I actually got an apology letter from her that I think was written by a counsellor or edited by a counsellor or something like that. And that was, you know, sorry for everything that has happened, um, chemical imbalance, whatever that means.
0: How did that come about, Scott? How did she end up writing you a letter? Was she...?
1: That was after I went to the police.
0: Right. So you wrote the police about her?
1: Yeah, because I was thinking, yeah, ABO Yep or something like yep. that. I just wanted to stop her interfering with my life. Absolutely.
0: And did you get an AVL?
1: No. Why not? No, um, it wasn't required because they talked to her and, yeah, she was getting treatment. Everything was fine. Wow. It's like, okay, no worries. Keeping in contact, it wasn't an everyday event with her. Right. It was just a pop-up event.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like those pop-up sprinklers. Pop-up. Yeah. Bushes. <laughs> yeah, goodness. Yeah. So where are we now <laughs> with it all? What like was with your interaction with the police, they did nothing for you to help. They basically laughed at you, didn't they? Said, so What is a big bloke like you doing in here about a woman? And didn't a policewoman say, What did she say at you about she's a good looking woman?
1: Yeah, that was three weeks ago. So yeah, the, she took an ABO out against me.
0: What for? Her
1: uh, sexual abuse. <sighs> Domestic violence. Again, I've I've turned up at my house and there's a cop car there. He's like, oh, I was just about to leave you a note for you to contact us. I was like, okay, what's up? He handed out a bit of paper, the interim (laughs) ABO. It's like, are you serious? What the hell are you talking about? And he's like, well, you've been served. It's all done. You can contest it or not. And it's like, well, I'm going to contest it because I've had nothing to do with this person. And he's like, oh, yeah, no worries. And he's like, oh, do you have any weapons in the house? I stupidly said, I've got some samurai swords. And he's like, oh, I'll have to take them. What? Yeah. So I've opened up my front door. My partner at the time was with me and she's there going, like, what the hell? And he's like, yeah. Have to take all your all your weapons, and what really annoyed me was my great grandfather's dirk, which is a Scottish ceremonial dagger.
0: I know exactly what a dirk is.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, you Go, would. And goes it's in like, your oh. sock. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, um, I want to get these back, and he's like, Oh, once they're surrendered, then you'll have to put in an app to get them back hmm. uh, yeah for real seriously i don't even know this person that you're talking about It's just, like, just crazy oh, that's not what she's saying mm.
0: Did they and do their research either see this is what i find no, interesting no they sorry. can just take the word of a stalker over your word it's just yeah. exactly the same thing has happened in an, a different episode when i've been um Interviewing a lady whose nanny turned against her, and the nanny was gone, and um, to all these different welfare agencies, and saying that she was a bad mother, and she got raided by police with tasers at, and she's got disabled children, but they come in with a, their tasers at on the word of this psycho, you know? Just how does that even work?
1: Yeah, well, that's what I'm wondering.
0: Why do they take yeah. their words, but they don't take yours? There's something wrong. There's something wrong in this equation. Scott, we are um, running badly out of time. So can I just, can I ask you where you are now in your life and where your stalker is?
1: I'm in Kent <laughs> and my stalker is in Kent Oh, my God. I, she has I, followed me in three states.
0: How does she know where you are? Private investigator? I don't
1: know. Yeah, that would be an assumption, but... Um, Yeah, my last interaction with her was her being arrested in the pool complex where I live She stayed there all night. They got her for trespass.
0: How does that work? Had you been in touch with the Cairns Police? Like, did they know your situation? No,
1: no, I wasn't home at the time and um, she was just sitting there and one of my neighbours called up for a concern for her welfare.
0: Ah. So is it a private, like, you're not meant to be in there unless you live there?
1: Yeah, it's a gated community. That's right. why I moved right.
0: here. Right. Goodness <laughs> sake. So she got arrested and then what happened?
1: She turned up probably half an hour after she...
0: Sorry, Scott, you just dropped it then. Yeah, she was uh, arrested and then released about half yep. an hour later.
1: Half an hour after she was released, um, she turned up doing yoga in the grass area next to my balcony. In the complex? Yeah, the so-called secure (laughs) complex.
0: So 20 years this has been going on and you're really no better off than you were 20 years ago with the police and the criminal justice system. You haven't really been helped.
1: No, not at all. And it actually affects me for one of the um, community charity places that I'm involved with because you have to have a blue card working with children mm. and an ABO, and an which she was successful on getting that AVO only because the magistrate said that he was going to grant it on my behalf, but I was the respondent, so it goes against me.
0: What do you mean if he's going to grant it on your behalf?
1: to keep her away from me the one time that we've sat in the courtroom he listened to her story and she had social workers the whole lot and then he listened to my story and it's like i don't know her (laughs) i have nothing to do with her and he's like oh well what about this it's like sorry Every interaction that I've ever had with her is either as a client-customer relationship or she has done something weird. And here we are, it's like, I don't even know her last name until you guys gave me this interim avo order. I don't know where she lives. I have no idea you what she does. And he's like, huh. Oh, And the magistrate turned around and was like, well, I can't see any point for granting this, except for I'm going to grant it anyway. And he pointed to me uh, for your favour. It's like, okay, no worries.
0: So you have an AVO against her is that right?
1: No, because she brought out the AVO. It goes against me because I'm the respondent. So therefore it goes on to my... It doesn't go on to criminal history, but it goes on to some little minor thing if you want to work with children.
0: Right. Automatically.
1: Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me either. So Um,
0: have you thought of taking an interview against her?
1: No, because I don't know who she is. I don't know where she is. Like, obviously, I know who she is. But I don't know where she lives. And I've been told by one lawyer that you can take out a whole heap of ABAs and do a whole room in wallpaper. Mm. It's 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 not gonna have any effect.
0: Well, as one lady said to me, an ABO is not gonna stop a bullet. Yeah. What do you do for a living, Scott?
1: I'm a lawyer.
0: Mm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not a criminal lawyer.
0: <laughs> no, I know. I know that. What yeah. would what advice would you give men who are in the same situation as you?
1: <laughs> wow, that's a tough one. I'm, I'm really not sure. <laughs>
0: Can I give you some ideas?
1: Just, yeah, just you kiss your mean. ass goodbye.
0: <laughs> no, we have to be more <laughs> positive than that. I would say forget going to... Your local constable and the police station, because they don't understand stalking. I would say get in touch with a stalking advocacy centre, um, who will listen to you and take your take your story on. They will believe what you say. I would also say document everything, every single thing uh, that ever happens. Yeah. Did you do that? Yeah.
1: I do now. I walk around now like I'm a copper. Yeah. Any <laughs> any event happens. I look at every
0: camera
1: (laughs) so that there's some kind of record.
0: Talking to past victims, that's it there. Like everyone has said, document, document, document. Um, And also go to the police. After you've got your stalking victim advocate, go to the police with them. I'm sure a lot of them will come with you and give your case to the police. This is what's been going on. This is the documentation that I've taken just gone up to the constable at the front desk he's like "I oh, am yeah, mate yeah leave it with me we'll get mm. everyone who's done that hasn't got anywhere so that would be my advice go to stalking advocacy center which i'll give the names and numbers at the end of the show um and also document everything cctv get cctv up at your apartment recorder trying to get in or doing a yoga or whatever Scott, thank you so much. It is just an yeah. absolutely crazy daisy. Oh, I just, oh, I'm speechless. <laughs> what does this woman yeah. want? What does she want? Does she want you or well, she just wants to bug the hell out of you?
1: I really don't know. I can't get into her brain. But from what you've said before, the incident about three weeks ago, Mm. That was a, fem- a female constable turned around and was like, "Why don't you just effer and get it over and done with?" For goodness' sake! And <laughs> and I'm like, really <laughs> coming from you? That's and disgusting. Maybe she- yeah, maybe she thought that was appropriate, but uh, and that's yeah, a female. wasn't. Come on. Yeah, yeah, and then <gasps> that's what when she. What hope do carried- we have?
0: What hope do we have yeah. if that's police? seriously
1: yeah and that's when she carried on with the um oh yeah she's a good looking girl yeah <laughs> go for it
0: goodness
1: like really yeah, and you're my help <laughs> exactly awesome what, I mean. what
0: hope do you have all right scott we have to wrap yeah. it up there thank you so all so right much then. for joining no us we really appreciate it thank you no
1: bye. worries <laughs> bye
0: if you or someone you know is being stalked in australia Please ring 1-800-RESPECT. That's 1-800-737-7732. In the United Kingdom, please ring Paladin National Stalking Advocacy Service on 020-3866-4107. And in the United States, please ring Stalking Resource Center, National Center for Victims of Crime Helpline on 800 800- FYI call that's 800-394-2255.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.